It do, it needs it just needs that uh that uh yeah. yeah. Okay. time I'm in the streets, I'm like, bra, 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 bra. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Welcome to episode, <laughs> welcome to episode, welcome to episode 18 of The Mints. I am Nils. I am T-Bone. And we are in the mobile studio today, mm-hmm. looking out at a beautiful palm tree. I don't know. But... It's a special episode Very because special. for the first time we have allowed an external party into the into Paisley Park Studios. Um, and Is it because we have no place. To and go? he's he's in he's in the he's in the he's in the green room right now, <laughs> aka the back seat, aka the love salon, as T Bone likes to call uh, it, because we, we are in. Can we not go into that right now? Because <laughs> we are in T Bone. I, I feel like we have to go into. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Suren Jayamane. Hello. Aka J Money. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I like, love your setup. Yeah, thanks, man. I it's think a it looks, mobile studio. It looks very suspicious to it, anyone walking past. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three brown dudes in a car with a bit of technical equipment. But <laughs> also they don't the win- know it's a car, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter now. Yeah, I guess the love saddle was misleading. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little bit. It's like a little bit uh, fogged up the windows as well. Yeah, yeah, so they, yeah, yeah. we can they, Titanic that shit. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. think they think we're hotboxing or we're terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, we're terrorists. Let's <laughs> be we're honest. Really <laughs> but yo, we uh, decided to have you on the show after becoming friends with you. I think four weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> It's pretty fresh, yeah. It's pretty fresh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, how did it happen? Like, I, uh, I remember we went to see... Oh, wait, wait. We should probably talk about Surin and, like, who he is and, and what he does. So, Surin... Well, I think the story of how we met might... Yeah, might, might. Organically. Because yeah, yeah, I, was, I was on the hustle, and I've never... Yeah. I've never really been a hustler. <laughs> but I felt, like, the pressure... So, did... basically, a uh, friend, friend, of, friend of White Mumbas, actually, friend of ours now as well, uh, Marty Bright stand-up comedian, um, threw us some tickets to his show. Um, this is during the Sydney Comedy Festival, and um, it was at the Enmore Theatre, and so we went and uh, we listened to the show. The same night Nazim Hussain was playing. Yeah, he was playing the main The main theater. hall, yeah. And um, as we were walking out of Marty's show, we were coming out of the main entrance, and um, you were handing out flowers to your show, yeah. because Seren is a comedian. Yep. And... Um, and I had actually seen you maybe two weeks beforehand at Everly. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so that's why when I saw you, I was like, oh, I know, I know you, you're Surin. And plus you're a brown guy, so I know your name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, so, and I know how to pronounce it too. <laughs> um, and I said, oh, yeah, Surin. I go, oh, dude, you're, you're, I think I said like, oh, yeah, I know you, you're Surin Germany. Yeah. And you were like, oh, dude, come to the show. And I was like... I was pretty impressed though. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, I got no money to come to your show. <laughs> I didn't know that the, the reason you knew who I was was not because of my comedy. It was because I look... Like a miniature version of one of your. <laughs> That's the only reason I stuck out like that. No, no. In in your defence, I saw you do a set, and um, I was like, "This guy's my kind of comedian." Because, yeah, cool. Right. And we'll go into why you're my kind of comedian, our kind of comedian, I should say, um, a bit later. But like, um, that's why the name stuck. And then you were like, "All right, okay, I'll put you on the door." But then you were like, "Why can't you get your friend to pay for it?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, you were looking at, he was looking uh, at was, Mumba. I think Mumba. I was looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking right. at Mumba, who doesn't give off the air of, of someone who has money. No, <laughs> he doesn't. But he I doesn't. Mumba, I, Mumba does not give off the air of a moneyed human being. I thought a surefire way to convince you boys to come to my show <laughs> was to rag on your white friend. Uh, that was my tactic. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It worked. You, you know what? You know the way to my heart. <laughs> yeah. But then after that, we went to your show. Your you did a side show, I guess, after the festival. Yeah. Called Wu Tang Clan Name Generator. Yeah, that's and right. And you did a little small show at the Factory Theater. Mm. Yeah, they gave and, me a huge. 
huge room. That's why I was hustling. It was a very night. big room. It was, it was, it was like 140 big. seats. Yeah. And I, I mean, I got 30 people in, which was good compared to the rest of my festival. Like, on average, that's a really good night. Yeah. Okay. But in that room, it was, is yeah. That's why I went outside Nazim's audience. I was like... Yeah, because I guess you figured people who like Nazim will like my comedy. That was too. the angle I was going for. And, like, in Melbourne, where I'm from, there's a huge... Uh, emphasis on handing out flyers, but people expect it there, and yeah. so they'll engage with you. Whereas here in Sydney, oh. people don't expect it. And also, my show was a week later, so I think yeah. the oh, people who man. I did convince just forgot about it. Right. Well, so, was yeah. there any retainment from that? Just you two, just oh, yeah, because oh, of the white mumbo joke. That was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's yeah. really because I threw you together. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I remember we went and we saw you, and we we're like, good show, very yes, funny, laughed, laughed our heads. I like, had everything I wanted in a comedy show. Lots of angry brown man jokes yes. and Wu Tang jokes, which yeah, is like absolutely. always, always good. Um, and then after that, I think we bought you a beer and um, rest was history. And the rest is history. Yeah. We've been hanging out ever since. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It was a very because uh, I've just moved. Uh, I've been in Sydney for three years, so I yeah. shouldn't say I just moved. <laughs> just, yeah. But I've had like a real fruitful period of making friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's it just feels real foreign. I think when you're like approaching your thirties. Oh, absolutely. You guys are in your 30s. Yeah. I, at first, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, <laughs> well, I've just got this guy's phone. What is this? <laughs> but it's cool. I like it. But it's it's very. I think it's a male thing as well. And yeah. we've done this on the show as well. We've talked about just male friendships, yeah, especially yeah. the older you get. It is hard. It yeah. is really really hard. And I think like society conditions you to expect that it's it's like you're going to start shedding it mm. so yeah. you go into preservation mode or like preventative yeah, mode yeah, yeah, but you yeah. can you can be proactive about it you yeah, can go exactly. out there and I'm make I'm very friends. proactive yeah, about it like I'm like yo I, there's no shame in having mates man like far out why not Sydney's very clicky yeah, like yeah, super yeah. clicky, right? Like the, you, you literally hang out with the people you've been friends with since you were twelve or some yeah. shit, and that's or, it. Or you, the the other option is that essentially whoever you can make friends with in uni, yeah, becomes your lifelong. Clique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that social group is the one that you move along with, even in. Life. Do you have uni friends? Like I have no, no uni friends. I, I don't think I, I managed to retain any. Yeah, neither. I yeah I because I went to uni with a couple of high school friends yeah. and we didn't branch out yeah. and I really regret that because yeah. it's uni is a good time to kind of yeah because yeah. you know, uni is like the it's the rebirth for so many people oh yeah yeah. yeah and I don't I think I had my rebirth at 26 man that's yeah. kind of like it's, that's depressing yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. Um, and, and when all avenues are pretty much shut down yeah you. yeah I do think that there is a pruning of friendships that happens every five years or so. Like, that, well, that naturally kind yeah, of happens. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you don't, you kind of, like, it says something about maybe you're just your own personal growth to some degree as well. Like It's hard to tell nowadays because of Facebook and social media. Yeah, like you, yeah, yeah. Even if you've actually pruned them mm. in real life mm. they're still they're still there because of the social media world and so you, it's harder to observe that you've pruned them yeah until you then hang out with them and you're like oh this this ended a long time ago like it's i mean like, i, yeah, I yeah. still the, the, have relatability yeah man it gets hard the older you get the harder it gets man but i that's what i like about uh like it is hard to retain the core friends yeah you just keep them but then you've you've got the ability to just go out and make friends yeah you don't need to have a big like, yeah, just, yeah 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 it's good yeah but anyway i mean we digress this time in the beginning <laughs> yeah, of this podcast um uh, where do we so look i was thinking today we would talk mm. about like we'll talk about like your comedy and stuff as well like we're big stand-up comedy nerds on the show uh but also just talking about like the thing i guess we all have in common in this car right now why we look so strange to anybody walking past <laughs> is because we are three brown guys three hairy brown men that's in, right in in a nice very white part of Sydney and I think it's it's always an interesting I, I know you and I have, we've all had these convers we've had these conversations before about just being navigating being brown in Australia and yeah. how, how interesting I guess you know the immigrant kid life yeah, third yeah. identity shit um, and I thought we'd talk about that and we'd talk about how that crosses over into your comedy and all that kind of thing um, yeah. but yeah let's just quickly like uh, your comedy how long have you been doing it like um, uh, yeah. how did you get started etc etc I've been doing stand up Properly for about five years, I reckon. Uh, I did my first gig way back, 2008, and then I kind of started work, mm -hmm. didn't do as many gigs. And then I had a really good mate who started with me, and he didn't make, like, probation at the firm we are at. Oh, okay. Because I'm an accountant as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knew I did stand-up, and so he was real excited, and he went and, 
like because he'd lost his job he went and did comedy mm. and now he's fucking killing it and Who I, is he? his name's Dilrook he's from oh Melbourne. I know Dilrook yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. good guy yeah uh, real lovable he's got a he's like one of the hardest working guys yeah and uh, I remember I distinctly remember going to watch him at a gig and then getting jealous. And mm, that mm. was, it's a, it's always a negative emotion that's propelled me forward. I think. <laughs> You're like David Simon. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Man, that's the best compliment I've ever <laughs> You yeah. know, I, I remember I, I actually once met David Simon and I was telling him about how like, when I was in film school, somebody asked me who I wanted to be like, and I was like, everybody was saying Kubrick and shit, and I said, oh, David Simon. And David Simon says to me, he goes, dude, the answer is Kubrick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, humble, I just compared right? you He's to so David humble. Simon. Yeah, like, yeah. That's pretty amazing. He, uh, <laughs> who haven't you met, by the way, man? Hannibal, Wu-Tang you Clan. You've met Rushdie as well. Yeah, I spoke to Rushdie for a bit. Uh, a, we had a, a kind of an awkward conversation. Yeah. Um, Were you pushing, pushing his... Buttons, Yo, I don't know a funny story about when I met Salman Rushdie that has nothing to do with Salman Rushdie, but is like super weird. So you know satanic verses, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the thing is, do you know what a Rushdie? You know what? Do you know what kind of people go to see Salman Rushdie speak? Nah. Like literally intellectuals, brown people, mm. and right wingers. Oh really? Yes. Okay. So I'm in line waiting to meet a man who wrote. Because one of, of my the favorite books. Because of the fat wall. Yeah, wow. And so I, I was in line waiting to read, and I made, I made friends with the guy standing next to me because you know how I am. Yeah, chat, yeah. Right? And so I'm talking to him and stuff like that. And then, I don't know, after I met him, he, like, he took a photo of me and Salman and shit, which was kind of awesome. Um, I added him on Facebook because I was like, Kurt, courteous, right? And I was like, oh, this guy doesn't seem too bad. Anyway, like, I mean, after four months, I was like, you know, maybe I'll just check out. This kid was like so right wing, so anti-Muslim, so anti, anti freaking everything, right? Wow. Um, funnily enough, very pro-gay. But anyway, um, anti, very super conservative, like joined the army and everything. And I realized that when he was in line with me, he was actually getting his copy of the Satanic Verses signed. Oh. Um, and so it was like really like, I, I only realized like, oh my God, this is the kind of crowd someone and actually kind of pulls. Yeah. Um, I don't know, does he fall into that whole neo-atheist thing? Does he, like, is he one of those Dawkins-like fellas? He... <sighs> I wouldn't have thought so, but maybe with the crowd that he has. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I, I don't know. I wouldn't have put him into that clan, but maybe he kind of attracts. There's some crossover there. He doesn't clearly. have like the militant kind of like Dawkins and Hitchens are on their high horse. Is he like that? He's a bit high horsey when you yeah. see him on like Bill Maher and stuff. Yeah. Like he gets like a bit high horsey, but. But he's got a right to be because there's a fuck. Yeah, there was a fuck <laughs> against him, I guess. Look, at the end of the day, I will separate his attitude from his art, and, you know, Midnight's Children is such a dope fucking book. Yeah. Like, it's beautifully written. And anyway, anyway, that was, again, tangent. But, like, what were we talking about? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Suran. Yeah, Suran. Oh, yeah. Suran. Like we David compared Simon. him to David yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did I compare you to David Simon again? I think because I said uh, everything I've ever achieved has been... Ah, uh, out of spite. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that motivates me a lot I got my well. driver's license because I didn't want to, like, go back to school saying that I failed it. Like, I didn't care about being able to drive a car. It was just... That's fear of failure, though. That's a different thing. Yeah, it? but it's still a negative emotion. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So basically, you just want to be an awesome comic so you can be better than Dilruk in many ways? Kind of. <laughs> no. So how many years did you say again? Like five pr- properly. Five years of going to open mics every mm. week and yeah. trying to make it. Yeah, Yeah, and we, we saw you at the comedy store the other day, mm. so you aren't doing too bad for yourself. Yeah, man, that was the best week of gigs I've had it's been a really good start to 2016 for me. Oh, good for you, man! Like six months. Yeah, it's pretty much six months now. Yeah. I've uh, done three festivals. They all went well. Done a bunch of good gigs, and I feel like I'm on a good crest. Oh, good yeah. shit! But I do feel a bit weird about that because it's like I was thinking about this today. Like, but 2016 has been a pretty dodgy start mm. for like celebrity mm. deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel bad. Like you know when you have a good year, but the rest of the world is commenting on how bad. I don't think there's a butterfly effect between you succeeding and. I Prince know there dying. isn't. I know there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like someone has. I, you know the you know Mighty Boost that episode with Spirit of the Jazz or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like someone has definitely made a pact with the devil, and, and it's cost David Bowie, Prince, fucking. There's so many people. You know who that like, person Alan is. Rickman. Future. Yeah, future. <laughs> it's future. Future, future is the yeah. guy yeah. that is like 
It's like, all right, we'll kill all these people, but you've got to make Evo go number one. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, Jumpman became a hit. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. But because I think maybe because of like social media or something, but they, you, at the end of every year, everyone's like, "Thank God that's a year's over." Like, yeah, mm. yeah. We're too cognizant of all the bad shit that's going on that every year seems worse than the last. Yeah. But if you personally have had a good year, it's real hard. <laughs> it's real hard <laughs> like, to say it. No, I had a great year. <laughs> so every time a celebrity dies now, secretly you're just like, "Fuck!" But my year's yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> I just did are, three are you, nights you, at the store. <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, who else could die?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, one of the reasons, like, your comedy appeals to me so much is, look, I, I admit there's a bit of a bias because I'm, like, very into angry brown comics. <laughs> and, like, you, you're very much in the mold of some of my favorite comics, like Armour yeah. and, and Harry Kondabolu, yeah. who's, like, probably our favorite comic, right, T-Bone? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you're very much in that mold. In fact, you do remind me a lot of, of Harry. That's cool. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, is that a label that you're cool with, or is it like, man, I don't want to be angry brown comic? Because that's yeah, we were we were having this discussion before. Are you the, are you a, uh, a comic that happens to be brown, or are you a brown comic? I and there is a distinction. Yeah. And were you always that way? No, I uh, I distinct when I started, I tried to avoid it. Mm. Like, didn't want to talk at all about race or anything. And also, when I grew up, I grew up in a pretty white environment, mm. and I didn't have like a community of, mm. of immigrants that I was friends with. Mm. So my my experience was pretty much the white experience mm. as a brown guy. Mm. Uh, so I, and I yeah, I was very apolitical oh, up until right, right. up until probably eighteen months ago. It's oh, just for real. it's just good timing, man. You saw yeah. me once I started to find my own voice I think yeah, yeah but like I, I really like Harry but I haven't listened to 2042 I've just seen clips of him 2042 is very funny it is. yeah it's very very funny but I'm afraid to listen to it because I don't want to have uh, like I know that I cover similar ground oh, okay. No, okay, yeah. Yeah. but that's why it's a cool compliment of you to yeah, say yeah, yeah. not only am I like David Simon but I'm also <laughs> <laughs> Australia's <laughs> Harry Cumberland <Kumbabola. laughs> <laughs> well yeah man I, I, I don't know I like it uh I think I became a bit more political with like asylum seekers and shit, and mm, learning about that. Mm. Tony Abbott really made me political, I mm, think, because mm. I was just so, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I decided to start talking about it in my comedy and it worked. And then I've really clicked with like brown people audience. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I enjoy because yeah. it's like I'm, yeah, a lot of the friends that I've said I made yeah. are like brown. Well, you're people. saying a lot of things that we're thinking right yeah. like you know mm-hmm. like and I, I, it is kind of in vogue actually these days to like be wary of your privilege and like I mean you know that it's, but, it's, okay. it's, a, it's hard man like I don't know whether I'm jumping on a bandwagon or if I'm leading because because yeah. when you're in it mm. it's hard to see it from the outside yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and so sometimes I feel like oh man I'm just it's getting kind of hack I'm just saying the same thing other people are saying mm. but then when I step out and talk to people like like white people that see me, mm. it's like they have no idea. They're not thinking this, mm. so it is kind of opening their eyes a little bit. Mm. I don't know if it's making any. I don't. Have you ever had any hostility after like a show from like white people and shit? Uh, I I haven't, but I, I play pretty safe rooms. Like I, not by choice, but I haven't pushed myself to What's go out to Central room? Coast or. Oh yeah. right, like right, I, right. I've so done like an RSL or two, mm. and they one time I I do. A, joke about how I'm Sri Lankan not Indian mm. and how like people used to not be able to tell the difference but mm. now they kind of you can say it yeah and uh, one guy yelled out we don't care mate and oh. I just, and See, I was that like throw me off so yeah that, I just stopped it and went yeah. to short jokes like I yeah, yeah. I bailed on it yeah. now that was then after that I'm like I wrote the colonialism joke yeah, and I, yeah, like yeah. I'm I'd be more willing to take him on, but at yeah. that point in time, I just kind of yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to push this. Yeah, fair enough. Fair but I, most rooms I play, man, are like Surrey Hills, Gleep, Newtown. Yeah. It's all, uh, all inner city, left-leaning, pretty yeah. cushy. Like, yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. on board. There's yeah. a bit of comfort there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, not, not, not to disparage the comedy store or anything, but, like, I do prefer the smaller <laughs> rooms. Just because I think, I don't know, I just... I felt like every, like... Yeah, you had very strong thoughts about the crowd, though. I, I like edgier shit, yeah, okay, yeah, basically, yeah. all right? And, like, I thought a lot of, like... Don't get me wrong, everybody was killing it on stage, but I was like, that crowd was... Their, their notion of comedy was very different to what my notion of comedy yeah, is, yeah. you know? 
And so, God, I got around that without insulting anyone. <laughs> um, the notion of comedy. Shut up. <laughs> By the but, comedy store, these guys, these are the people that go see comedy as like a night of entertainment, yeah. maybe mm. once or twice a year. Mm, yeah. uh, and they're yeah, not like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, if you want the edgy shit. And I think that's why so many people are surprised by, like, I probably go to more t- stuff than even TV. Like, when mm. people see me showing up all the time, and I'm not a comedian, yeah. they're like, what what, like, what the hell? Man, like, comics love a, 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 like, civilian who's yeah. just turning up to all the gigs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've there's noticed. no pretense there. Like, yeah. you're, not, you're not angling to get a gig, yeah. or you're not, like, trying yeah. to network or anything. Honestly, I didn't... I've rarely seen anyone bomb, like, lately. Like, honestly. Rarely. I don't know. In Sydney... There's a pretty good standard you know, in Sydney. The, yeah, guys are pretty good here, man. Yeah. Guys and girls, obviously. But, like, every, like, they're all quite good. Like, even somebody, like... They wouldn't even bomb. I'd probably just be like, oh, like, I didn't dig that so much. But they still made me laugh and shit. But yeah. You know what I mean? I, I often wonder about that because there's, like... As a comedian, you, you if you don't kill... You feel like you've bombed, mm. but there must be an element like the audience just respect the fact that you got up there and did it. It is, like, and I think that's where my respect uh, for it comes. Yeah. Like, I think it's the hardest gig. I think that and acting mm. and rapping, like that's another mm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, rapping is so impressive. Like, uh, I think you were saying this at the karaoke. Like, mm. you did that gold digger. Yeah, and I was like, legit like, man, tired. Fuck, Kanye's gonna do that for an hour. Like, yeah, how did they minutes. do that, yeah. dude? I, I did, never thought about. I that, did like, all right, so we're guys. You might hear the difference, but we're working with a microphone now and yeah. shit. We stepped but, up our game. Yo, so your boy, like, plugged this in yesterday and was, like, spitting some mad bars, you know? You know, had his own instrumentals going. <laughs> I did... So I was like, oh, I'll do a cover. So I did White Iverson, <laughs> right? That's a slow Post Malone's, song. Yeah. Do you know how tired I was at the end of that crap? Like, you know, not only that, it sounded so bad. Here I am sitting back going, Post Malone's terrible, but that song's cool. But Post Malone is terrible. Yeah. I, could, I didn't even sound half as good as Post Malone sounds in that song. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go in so hard on all these rappers who I criticize heavily. Mm-hmm. Like, is it okay if I talk about some of your bits? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you do a bit about how um, you're a brown guy. Yep. Grew up in Melbourne? Yes, in Melbourne. In, yeah, in yeah. Me- Melbourne so or Melbourne? suburb called Malvern. Malvern. Yeah. Malvern. In, in, in Melbourne. In Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is a very white suburb. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I thought Malvern had a brown tinge to it. Uh, he is that tinge. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were on Google, uh, <laughs> I just happened to be out there. <laughs> but, like, wait, there's a brown yeah, yeah. But, like, and you also basically, you, you talk about, like, your own brownness in that bit. And you also, like, basically come to the conclusion, like, you were a brown guy who was trying to be black, who kind of realized that, if anything, you had white tendencies more than anything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, my... Malvin is... It was Peter Costello's electorate. When oh, you know, shit. Which right. is funny, because now I live in Turnbull's electorate. Yeah, you do too. People in Sydney are so preoccupied with, yeah. like, like, where people come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and absolutely. We're obsessed yeah, with it. Because it's, like, it's a really loaded question. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a super they loaded question. So much it's like a socioeconomic yeah, thing, it's, yeah. totally. It's an easy way to, to, to define you in a, in a blink of an eye. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, where that, do you live? Okay, that's, that's the point. That's that is entirely the point. And I, I kind of get it because Sydney, like all of the areas have their own distinctive feel. Mm-hmm. Like you can go Newtown, move across to Marrickville, and they're both like on the face of it, pr- mm. kind of inner left hippie, hipster, mm. whatever, but they feel so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. just right next to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas Melbourne, it's a bit more of a blend. Mm. Like, it's more north-south. Everything north kind of feels the same. Everything oh, south okay, okay. is okay. a bit more, like, moneyed up and right, less bohemian. Right. But, yeah. but it, like, I tell people I'm in, from Edgecliffs and I always have to immediately back it up with a story that... Like, it's my girlfriend's mum's apartment. I, I can't... And I go out of my way to explain that I'm not, like, some rich fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the irony is that I grew up in Malvern, which is yeah, Melbourne's which is, equivalent. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, So I'm right. in the exact same place. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah, like, I went to a private school. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I, as I said, I, woke up, I, I grew up in a real white area and community... Mm. And, like, I just realised that I was so much more in common with these white kids. Yeah. But I remember us talking, like, a week ago, and you were talking about how, like, you feel like you're addressing your brownness, like, more recently. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I am. I uh, I didn't because I it wasn't cool to be Sri Lankan as a kid. Yeah. So I, instead, I like uh, is gravitated it, is it towards cool Ralph. Yeah, well, no, because <laughs> T Bone's got to cash in on that shit. If it <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been for the last thirty four years. It's not so. cool now, but I, you're Sri Lankan, right, T? Yeah. Like yeah. I have a theory because mm. it's only recently that women who I talk to mm. have have pointed out that they find Sri Lankan specifically to be attractive. <laughs> when, we when we, we talked about this the other day. We should oh, yeah. crack the joke that I we don't cracked get the it, other man. I don't get it. <laughs> Why didn't I get the memo? I figured out what the plan was. It's genius, right? He's doing a bit. Yeah, I'm doing a bit. But yeah. it, you, you heard it here first because I haven't done it on stage Ex- yet. World exclusive. But this was the plan, man. They got, uh, uh, what's his name? They got Peter Kuravita, right? And they put him uh, on TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like handsome, attractive guy, put him on TV as just a chef, I think, to yeah, start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And then they got him on like Cleo Bachelor of the Year, right. all these Isn't women. Isn't he like a former like stripper? No, that's the other one. That's, that's the other yeah, guy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> all right. Okay. That's Jamie Jury. So it was all a right, two-fold like attack, Jury, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> they put him in. And then once everyone got to know him and like women were into him, yeah, yeah, yeah. then they made him have a series where it was like yeah, my island like, home my and he island. goes yeah, to yeah, Lanka. Yeah, yeah. And then then people know. It's, yeah. It was like sabotage. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. slip it in. Genius. Jamie Jury, same. Jamie Jury. They tried it first with Jeff Jantz. It fucked up. No, then he got a DUI. That's what happened. Yeah. I remember us talking and you were saying that like you're kind of addressing your brand now and I do think it's a tug of war that's happening in like every immigrant kid like all the yeah. time yeah because yeah, like, yeah. I feel right now and I think T-Bone you're gonna agree with me on this I think we're kind of addressing our whiteness and I find myself kind of attaching myself to that more now because like I was so brown in my 20s man oh I was hideously brown like I was like 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 double x chromosome fucking brown yeah. like you know that I can't like I don't like, only now am I starting to go, oh, yeah, you know. What does that entail, though? Because, like, for me, I listened well, to a couple of episodes of The Mint. Yeah. And stuff you were talking about was, like... It's like, you know, when people are out there and they're talking about shit and you, their thoughts that you've had, but I've never shared it with people because mm. I grew up with such a white community. Mm. And I was like, fuck, I can relate to this. Mm. And I think that's what the experience of, like, a immigrant ethnic immigrant that's growing up in a predominantly white society is mm. that you you just cling to what fits in right. and usually that comes at the cost of the mother country yeah yeah and then yeah, yeah. later in life once you get a bit more mature or you realize you find your own confidence yes you gravitate back to it and then yeah. and i was like wow i can totally relate yeah, All these, yeah i've had these thoughts well i mean i guess for for me anyway it was it was almost the reverse in that we started off super brown, so we're talking about... Very religious. Like, very I come religious. from a pretty religious family. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I, I used to sing classical music, like, Indian classical music. You know, I was heavily into the community. It was... it was, And pretty much most of my friend circle was solely brown. Yeah. And then... I can't remember what happened. Probably late 20s, when I had this realisation of that maybe this isn't what it... Like what everything that life is supposed to be, mm. and then things started to change, and then I mean, like the the whiteness, I guess you would call it, it was always there in the background. I mean, like you know, I love hip hop, and you know that's that pretty much every brown kid has to at least subscribe subscribe to Why, that. Can, I, this but, is something I wanted to ask. Yeah. Well. Why do brown kids like us gravitate towards the African American experience so much? Because um, it's like it's not white. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think that's what it is. Like it's, uh, but, it's cool. But this is a joke that I make mm. when I talk about growing up and going to a private school. Mm. Is it's like we gravitate to it, but mm. actually, so do white kids. Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like there's so many wiggers yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it's like I don't know. We gravitate to it, but we feel a bit of legitimacy. Like it's yeah, something you can yeah. hold over. Well, the it's white really, kids it's or... really funny. Like okay, so Muhammad Ali passed right and mm. stuff. And like I remember my uh, all my uncles. Loved Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Not only because he was like a thing, but even back then, that was them identifying with African American yeah, culture. They like Muhammad Ali yeah, because that, he was like, point, fuck the white man. Yeah. I'm a bad. Like, dad was watching like clips and shit of Muhammad Ali with me, and he was like laughing his head off. You know, when like Muhammad Ali will go into his corner and he like comb his hair and shit? Bad motherfucker, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. my dad's like, how good is this guy? Like, how. Yeah. And my dad doesn't like anything. But like, you know, it's just like really interesting that like they were like attaching themselves to that like freaking 50 years ago or whatever it was and, and like here we are 
I think it was like a real subtle, probably even more so post 9-11. Like mm. I was in year nine when 9-11 happened. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if I was old enough to sense a shift, mm. but there was like, it pulled in all brown people. Obviously, yeah. Worse, yeah, worse for Muslims, but it pulled yeah, everyone definitely. in. Mm. And, definitely. And it's like the, the rap music thing, I think it's just, you don't see brown people giving it to the man. Yeah. Uh, so when you see black ah, people, word. when you see yeah. black people doing it, that's what you. Yeah, go you're to. you're doing everything. I wish I was like like in, yeah. in a way. I had yeah. The confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Least. Yeah. And they're just also, they're fucking. They have so much swagger, like yeah. rappers. Oh yeah, dude. I freaking don't we all kind and of the, it, and like, and let's let's. Face sorry, Tim. I cut no, you no, off. No, no, no. Let's entirely. face it. Like brown brown men have been. Emasculated. Oh yeah, yeah. no for doubt. D- for decades, for yeah. centuries. Yeah, fucking right? still, still, yeah. still, right? I mean, I'm sorry. One of these brown... does not help. Yeah, like you know, I, I say brown men. I say I should say brown people. In, in yeah, general. yeah. But but you know, well, brown women are exotified yeah. as well. So yeah. Like, so know. but but in terms of you know, we are labelled as impotent and you know, yeah. we, we, we all the stereotypes are pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we need something to retaliate with, and apparently it was you know. It's like Apu, Apu to find the generation. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, and I think it's great that we have Aziz out there now. That's, I guess, changing the definition. And even Mindy and and all those kinds of people. But it's what's fun about, like, I I don't actually, I'm not an angry brown man. I I just. (laughs) But uh, we want you to be. But no, I, no, see, look, I'm I would really disagree. Your comedy yeah. kind of is, dude. Yeah, yeah but your I comedy mean, is like, dude. I was sitting in the comedy store with this guy. Some of your jokes did not go down well with the people sitting oh, di- in no. our direct vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I don't know if you heard us, but we were cheering you on like crazy <laughs> when you were doing those jokes. Yeah, like because yes. we didn't bro, give a bro, shit. Bro. We were like, I was doing machine gun firing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was like, I, yes, yes. I'm yes. so happy you guys came to my show <laughs> in Marrickville because it, it was like a pretty big room, as I said, and only yeah. 30 people. It was. You guys really filled like the room and gave me the confidence. We're to, loud laughing. It was great. Well. Yeah. When we think it's funny, we don't give a fuck about whatever's yeah. going on or on yeah. around us. But I like, do like I do like jokes at the expense of what, I, oh, sensibility. Yeah, like so. So <laughs> I think it, it, I believe that there should be more diversity in our media. So oh, that, like, absolutely. But yeah. I don't hate white culture or whatever. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't neither, feel, neither. I don't neither. feel cheated or whatever. Yeah. No, but no, it is yeah. fun on stage too. Yeah. Because that's the only the only time I have a pulpit and it's the only time where I can do it. It's your mouthpiece, and yeah. it's, it's your art, dude. Yeah. You're gonna reflect what's going on. And in it's your fun head. to push buttons. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'm not to name any names. There are brown comics that get up there, and in my opinion, sell out. I'm not gonna name any names, but they get up there and they do, they do the accent, yeah. and they do this and that, and like, At least I can say this because I'm not a comic, and for me, that's kind of like, dude, what the fuck? Like, really? I think like, so. There's two things to that, and the yeah. first is, yeah, when I started doing comedy, as I, I said, I didn't want to talk about race. And people were telling me, like, oh, people want to hear you talk about your background. Mm. But I got the distinct feeling what they meant was they wanted me to talk about my parents' accents and right. stuff like that. And so I feel like I kind of got jibbed because my parents grew up in, like, my mum's from Malaysia, my dad's from Sri Lanka. Mm. They grew up during, like, still British rule. Yeah. So mm. they have British accents. Yeah, so, yeah, like, colonialism yeah. fucked me that way. Well. <laughs> I have no it good material. You, yeah. It didn't give you, like, a, like a, you know, a, a plethora of life experience yeah. to pull from. They so speak- look, I can't say that for me. Like, I definitely, I have, like, like, I'm second generation out of the village, dog. So yeah, like, yeah, right. So yeah, for yeah. me, it's a very, very different experience. But like, also, I mean, I, I listen to this podcast. It's it's called The Black Guy Who Tips. Yeah, we listen yeah. to it, yeah. like, religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. And this, and Rod he, and Karen are the best. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, it's such a good insight into, like, a voice which you don't really hear. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of the, the black quote-unquote voice that you hear is from the hip-hop world mm, mm, and so it's all entertainers or mm, it's all these are like two they feel like kind of salt of the earth people oh very much so that's super southern and yeah. they have but they have real like i don't know real progressive and real insightful mm. perspectives it's an interesting podcast anyway he the most recent one that i listened to is talking about leslie jones in oh is it oh in the ghostbusters, in ghostbusters yeah, yeah, yeah. right mm. and he made a really good point that like People were ragging on her for taking the role of, and she's, I think... She's a ticket she's collector. A, oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. a ticket collector. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, why couldn't they be, why couldn't she, she be scientist. one of the scientists? Yeah. And his point was like, you can't go her for that, right? Like, mm. she's playing the, she's great at slapstick. Mm. She'll be perfect in the role. Mm. The question is, why do they only have one 
black female in that cast? Mm. Why do they just have to tick off a box? Mm. And also the writing and the casting <coughs> that, yeah, the, and the direction, like yeah, like the writing's white. Uh, oh, it's right, white people writing it. White people directing so, and white people casting it. So that's you know. So it's the blame is then being shifted. Yeah, it shouldn't the, be her the, that exactly. cops the blame. Ah, yeah, and, yeah. And okay. so I think to come back to what you were saying about like some brown comics that go up there and they do the voice or whatever, I think it only it only annoys you because they have this spokesman. Because yeah. there's so few brown people in yeah, in, yeah. in the media, yes. they're carrying more of a of a burden than they should. Mm. Yeah. Like if there was more diversity, yeah. then you could have the brown guy that does the accents, and you could have the brown guy that's like politically conscious. I don't. I don't know if that's the thing with me though. For me, it just feels like, and I, and I've used this word with you. Before, it feels like appeasement, and it feels kind of like. You know, a bit uncle. Yeah, like the dancing monkey. Yeah, it's like run much and run. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not into that, man. Like for me, that's like it's it's a further fetishization. Do you know what I mean? Like they get up there and do the accent because that's the box they want to put you into. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of. Uh, for example, is it Here Come the Habibs or whatever? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I don't watch that stuff. I don't watch it either, but... I it, know brown people that watch it because, you know... But it plays that. well with some Lebanese people that I know. So, yeah. like, that, to, like that, communities yeah. actually like mm. the self-referential stuff as well. I, and we were kind of talking about this before we started the podcast, mm. but it's a bit of a grey area when you do jokes which are intended for one audience, one but audience, then yeah. another, they could be perceived another way. And then it's mm. like, well, what's your responsibility as an yeah, artist? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't, so with that, I don't like the accents. I tried mm. to avoid it. And when I first started doing comedy, it was just one-liners and crap like that. Because mm. I wanted to just, I didn't want to be defined by being brown. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now I just talk about stuff which I think about. And that mm. happens to be... It's know. interesting though, right? Even Aziz, I guess, started out that way. But, like, even if you look at, like, Master of None and stuff like that, he does become quite strongly yeah, political. Not political, I, but, like, I, very much about, you know, his brownness. I really like Master of None for the fact that it doesn't... He's not an Indian guy first. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it, yeah. He, has, he lives in a world where being Indian has yeah, its issues yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Which I think is how... Yeah, we, that's where you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, I've got I've got a question, and this is for everybody here. How how comfortable are you calling yourself Australian, Sri Lankan, Sri Lankan Australian, etc.? Like, how comfortable are you with those labels? I've always called myself Australian. Yeah. Uh, and you're okay with that? Yeah. I mean, it's only, I reckon it's only more recently where I've started to think about that, what the answer or what that label should be. But growing up, I was always Australian. I followed the Australian cricket team. Mm. I remember 1996, I went to sleep before the, before before the second Lankin's innings. Won. Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning and I was like, uh, who won? And my mum said, we won. Oh. And I, I went to school thinking Australia won. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah. I, again, it was like trying to fit in. I was vociferously Australian. Yeah. I guess, too, when you have a tumultuous relationship with the word Sri Lankan, don't you? Well, yeah, I'm I'm essentially a man without a country, so, yeah. and I've but at the same time. Oh, you want to give them a bit of background? Oh, okay, yeah. so yeah, obviously I'm Sri Lankan Tamil, so, um, you know, uh, post Civil War, it's not exactly been one of those things that you can identify with a certain. Yes, I'm you know pro Tamil, but at the same time I have no connection to Sri Lanka, mm. so mm. I have, and I can't call myself Australian. I don't know why. I can when I'm overseas. Yeah, same, same. But when I'm here, I find it very difficult to say that I am Australian because I don't, in I don't know, inherently feel it. What, but what is that I, feeling? I don't know. That's us, Surin. He's an yeah. Australian. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Aussie in the car. I don't know. Like I think uh, it's real easy or it's real hard to when you start to criticise Australia. It's like people make you think that that means you're not Australian, mm. which, which has only been a rhetoric that's been around, I think, recently, like mm. maybe since John Howard. Mm. Before that, it was... Like, I don't know, there was that I culture of taking the piss. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there was this whole Australian... Like, Australian humour was all about self-deprecation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that went away, mm. which I think is why now you feel... 
I don't know, there's a bit more us and them going on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, but I, I think if you really do love your country, you should be able to criticise it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, dissent yeah. is the first form of patriotism, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, but it is real easy to forget when you, ra- when you look at, like, asylum seeker policy mm. or a lot of the shit stuff mm. that's going on. It's easy to forget how lucky you are, we actually are. Yeah, like... I, I, but, I feel lucky. Yeah, I, and I, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Then it goes back to what T-Bone said. I mean, what the hell is being Australian? Like, yeah, you know, like, I think yeah, intellectually you know. I would agree with that. Yeah. But also then, in just in terms of uh, my interactions with people, mm. I don't feel marginalised. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I say this in my comedy. Like, mm. I, I talk about race mm. because I can see the implications it has for people. But mm. me personally, in my life, mm. I've been pretty lucky. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I can't. I can't reconcile the idea that I have to be of a yeah yeah like uh, like do we need to be anything? I mean, no, yeah. I yeah you know and like it's is there I, although it makes it easy in terms of any social interaction because everyone needs to classify you as something like yeah 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 all, all the time kids kids in at school are like so where are you from sir yeah and that is something that they can use as a benchmark to then make you know, assumptions. I think assumptions maybe that's potential. That yeah. that's maybe part of the reason why I am more ardent about saying I'm Australian because mm. I feel passionately about like people uh, ac- accepting that as yeah, an answer when yeah. they look at a brown person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you're you're I guess you're more progressive. We're more resigned. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I love the notion of like the the the, the concept of home is one that's very interesting. Yeah, I think um, you know. I when if I ask my parents what it is, and my father will definitely say Karachi, Pakistan. My mother will probably say, funnily enough, she'll probably say where she's living right now is. But like, I I don't feel I don't I don't really understand that that yeah. much. Like yeah. I don't. The only time I've really ever felt at home, and this is gonna sound so dirty hipster, but I don't give a fuck, is like in Brooklyn. Like honestly, it's yeah, right. only because like I'm surrounded by a lot of people that look like me or. Mm variations thereof yeah you yeah. know what i mean like and all the things every, that you're interested like, in yeah yeah uh, and everybody's yeah. like third identity there in some shape way or form like, i guess you know? i i didn't go to sri lanka or malaysia until i was in my 20s oh that's oh. interesting yeah. yeah so my parents my dad never took us to sri lanka mm. maybe because of the war probably mm. well probably because mm. of the war also mum's tamil sri yeah. lankan yeah born in malaysia so when we went, we went to Jaffna as well, oh, which, was, which was pretty eye-opening. And, yeah, yeah. And the first time I, I did have this awakening when I went to KL mm. and was with all of my family mm. and, like, a third of the people look exactly like you. Mm. And I was like, wow, this, yeah, this feels like... Mm. That was probably the first time I kind of woke up to, like, mm. oh, I'm a brown guy. Kind yeah, of so it's... And I've brought this up on the podcast before. Um, Himanshu Suri, do you know Heems? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Heems... Um, I was talking to Heems... I remember Heems doing an interview once where he was talking about um, how he, despite being a New Yorker, he doesn't feel American. And so he would hang out... He would, like... He recorded a lot of his material in Bombay. Oh, right. um, yeah, yeah. And so he, he was telling me about how... Well, not telling me, but in this article he was going on about how... When he was in Bombay, and he was hanging out with like the artsiest dudes there, he realized he had nothing fucking in common with them either. Yeah. And his basically like, his point was like the only place I feel at home might be the Andes or some shit. Like he doesn't like he's displaced like permanent. Yeah. Because I don't know how much I subscribe to any kind of. I think you're the, I shit. think then you guys are the the more progressive ones, not the resigned ones. Because I think like. If you if you're trying to answer who you are, then you know, all these labels just get mm. in the way. They just confuse it. Mm. But in terms of like, I don't know. I'm very conscious of Australia's move away from multiculturalism, mm. and that's why it's important to me to like mm. try to fly the banner for it. Ah, fair. I enough. think that's what it is. Because I I really think, apart from the whole murky history with. Indigenous yeah. Australians, mm, yeah, and probably Australia can't really resolve any issue until it addresses that. Mm, but I really think absolutely. that, like, we were on a good track before John Howard. Or yeah, it, I mean, yeah. I was too young to probably fully appreciate it, but I did Kinds feel of, yeah. like multiculturalism was valued. Well, that's the thing. That's that's kind of like I think Australia is a country that struggles with its identity so damn much. Yeah, but and like you said, I think it needs to come to terms with the 
you know, with its history. I, I can't think of anything that stirs Australians up more than Aboriginal history. Like, I just, like, it's... There's, there's so much underlying guilt there. Right? But, there's... like, no, we're not even willing to have a conversation about it yeah. here. Like, at yeah, least in the States, they are, like, there's enough of an intelligentsia and there's enough of a, I don't know, like, accessible intellectualism that they're willing to talk about. There is a Ta-Nehisi Coates there. Like, yeah. there is a, you know, there is a Van Jones Van Jones? Van Jones there. There are, there are all these people there. There are spokespeople for this. And I guess it comes from, from a multitude. It comes from a larger population and stuff like that. Like, we don't have that. And even if someone here was to do that, they would be buried in seconds, I feel. Yeah. Like, I mean, Adam Goods does one dance. Mm. Yeah. And people lose their fucking minds. Yeah. You know? It's... In America, they are a lot more upfront about it. Mm. Australia is definitely f- further behind than the states because yeah. they can talk about race openly. Yeah, but they definitely there's that friction is still there. Oh, the friction, and I don't think the friction will ever go away easily. Yeah, but over here we are just not. Yeah, we can't even acknowledge. We can't even acknowledge an Aboriginal history. Um, I don't get me wrong; they skewer history in the states. Just yeah. as much as they do it here. It's but, in the education. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, Thanksgiving, Jesus Christ, right? Um, but I mean here, like, uh, I read this book called Dark Emu. No, no, uh, no I don't no. know if you've read it. It's this yeah. uh, indigenous guy called Bruce Pascoe. Yeah. And he's a historian of sorts, and he wrote about how there's a lot of evidence and, and records that suggest that, like, when the first wave of British people came here... Mm-hmm. Indigenous people had like crops and grains that mm. they grew. They had mm. like houses and architecture, mm. and all of that's been covered over. It's just, so now we have this myth that all indigenous tribes were nomadic. Like some yeah. of them were, but some of them were really advanced and they yeah. were here for 40,000 years. Yeah. That's a lot of time developing, like, yeah. and, and how it would benefit Australia, not just historically and emotionally to acknowledge it, but also in terms of economic gain or like if we, if we learn how to cultivate crops that are suitable for this mm. environment instead mm. of European crops, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would be so much more efficient. Yeah, and yeah. and there's ho- so many host of benefits to yeah. it. But that's the whitewashing of history. Yeah. And, and, and the need and to the paint n- them as primitive. Yeah. And yeah. yeah but they're doing it in Canada. Them. In Canada, they are reaching out more to the indigenous yeah, 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 they are, they are, They yeah. fucked them over pretty bad there. Yeah. yeah, Canada and Australia have pretty similar histories, histories yeah. I think. Yeah. It, what annoys me is that we're arguably a democracy where there is no real marketplace of ideas. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah. like we're not allowed to discuss these things openly. I do think the notion of yeah. a marketplace of ideas is one that becomes threatened, is like an endangered species anyway. Like, everything is just so tainted. But in Australia, it's kind of like the minute you even, like, raise an Aboriginal flag or even if you show solidarity or anything like that... It's, 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 it's a threat. It's a... Th- it's like a... Th- it's Sure, it's a threat. But it's just... Um, no, 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 you're, you're upturning the boat. No, we, no, we can't talk. Like, almost as if, if you do discuss it, you know... It's brutal, man. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's, I was in Mexico last year on a holiday, and then the cab, like from the airport, the driver, I saw some church or something, and I mm. pointed to it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we're so we're so lucky. The Spaniards came here, and uh, mm. and we're so grateful in, mm. in Mexican culture that the Spanish came here." And mm. I thought, that's how you fucking do mm. colonialism. Is you like uh. they they are so happy with it because they're all part Spanish. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they killed out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. I don't know, the British, like, they did such a good job of convincing everyone in Australia that the Indigenous was sub-human. Human. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. it's so messed up because, yeah, I don't know, like, it, it's so it's so brainwashing. Don't oh, you yeah, absolutely. I couldn't believe when this Mexican guy was like, oh, we're so happy the Spanish came here. I, was, yeah. I don't know if I'm... Is because it, uh, I <laughs> guess he's drawing on his, like, Spanish heritage and the superiority that yeah. comes with. I mean, I, I've, I know Peruvian people who... Like, um, you know, they talk about native Peruvians like as the, if, like, oh, my savior God. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank God we're not like them kind of thing. I mean, it's cool. Like, you've got Stan Grant now. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it, like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> that speech he gave was killer. Yeah, yeah, no. But, um, but my, my, my cheer was more that that's pretty much all we've got yeah. at the moment in terms of dissenting voices. And loud ones that, that are prepared like to... Like firebrand. Yeah, like. and which is 
sad. And I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been voices, firebrand voices, mm. coming from the Aboriginal community and stuff like that. But it's just, to, they're so marketed like by media outlets and whatever as like such traitors or like, oh, look at this again and all like the tent embassy stuff and all that kind of thing. Like It's, it's so just, hard because yeah. like, uh, if you, with whatever you try to even the ledger between yeah. when there's like inequality... And it always means someone's going to have to give something up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No one wants to. And I guess that's anyway, what, yeah. I guess we were talking about that <laughs> as well before. Did we? you have me on as a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. Should we ask some comedy questions? <laughs> I do have some. If you've heard the podcast before, we turn into <laughs> issues pretty bloody quickly. And we're it's like, if irritating. I, it kind of, but like, because like, even like with my film stuff, people are like, man, you're so brown, you need to stop being so brown. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, man, I need to fucking stop being so like race conscious and like stuff like that but I can't help but fucking talk about it like I, you know yeah, like, I, you know. I grapple with that a bit like I, a lot of the all the bits that I write now are about that and I don't want to be pigeonholed mm. but but also like if you're writing you're writing about your experience and, yeah, and what's so, interesting to you you know like it, it does interest me because I think it's also because I come from like such a model minority kind of an attempt at a model minority anyway family mm. that are so invested in this notion of assimilation and assimilation yet regaining your brownness. Especially with brown parents of our generation. They they very much were like, yeah, we're Australian, but we're not going to give up our brownness at the same time. So they they hang on to the, the cultural notion of of where they were when they left. Oh, totally stuck in a time yeah, warp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it, like, it's like a time capsule syndrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They hold Definitely. on to that, and yeah. that, is, that is now kept as the standard. Yeah. But you need to integrate with these white people. <coughs> yeah. But you better not bloody forget your brownness. And, it's, and you're kind of like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, because yeah. then, then I find we grow up browner than brown people That's in brown it. countries. Yeah, and, <laughs> you then, know? and when you go back, they're like progressive <laughs> as fuck, and you're, yeah. like, you're like, why the fuck am I wearing a kurta? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, shit, yeah. Shit, yeah. Shit. And like, you're the post mix. Yeah. No, but like, um, it's interesting how we tailor make our own brownness. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you, I, I you feel as well because there's around you, there's this exoticism of like, or this hand picking of of brown elements like yeah. like yoga. Yeah, and, uh, and oh, so you yes. feel I don't know that that stirs up a bit of self righteousness in mm, me to mm, like mm. be like no this hang on you mm. can't pick and choose right mm, mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna eat curries and do yoga then you've got to like. Mm. be welcoming of brown like yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah yeah i'm willing to throw in some comedian questions this is a question i ask all comedians all right rape jokes all right yep <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the <laughs> easy one let's, let's, i love how we went from like racial critique to rape jokes yeah yeah do rape do jokes them. yes no should comedians be censored that whole schmuzzle uh i I don't know if I've made my mind up on this. I, I think, one. I I think like there's the dialogue that's out there is it's either political correctness or freedom of speech, and they mm. clash all the time. Yes. And I wish people would take it based on context rather than just hearing a superficial, like hearing a soundbite and then judging it on that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. fair I think fair. comedians have a responsibility to be sensitive of like. I don't know if people, if enough people are saying, "Hey, this is a no-go zone," mm. then don't attempt it just to provoke. Mm. Like, if you've got a really funny joke, I believe that that you should be able to say it. Like, comedy people go to comedy; they should be kind of cognizant of what they're walking into. Like, mm. maybe if you go into the comedy store, play it safer. Yeah, you've got yeah, a more mainstream yeah. audience. Yeah. Like, it, I, I think there's a, a bit of onus on both parties, mm. kind of, if you know what I mean. Can a woman crack a rape joke? I think anyone can if it's a good enough joke and if the context is right. That, right, right. Okay. Like, that would be my next question. Have you heard a good rape joke? Louis C.K. Oh, Dave Chappelle did a good one. Sarah Silverman's got a funny rape joke. Okay. Dave Chappelle does a good male rape joke. Like, that's like... I mean, it's like it's interesting just about like the male take on yeah. rape. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a really oh, right, good right, kind right. of okay, yeah. joke. Well, about well then that. you have like jokes which aren't rape jokes, but they mm. but people misconstrue. I don't know. It's, I reckon like it's jo not worth it. 
Well, if anything, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah, is yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, worth it. Like you get a lot of people influenced by Louis C.K. Yeah. Who and I then I don't know whether Louis C.K. has a responsibility to be aware that he's the number one dog in the world at the moment. Mm. He's going to be influencing people. Mm. So should he pull it in? Mm. I, I don't know. I think when you're when you're like freedom of speech, people only like champion freedom of speech in countries where there's not a lot of other bad shit going on. Right. Like it's predominantly the West where yeah, people are yeah. like, yeah. oh, we need to have our freedom of speech. So I think it's kind of a privileged thing. I don't know if I agree with that entirely. I, I know like in, in I, India I and stuff like, like that, in, in alleged democracies, that censorship of the media is quite a big thing. Like I know in India right now it's blowing up quite a bit because of the, the media landscape there is dominant. I guess I mean in terms of like yeah. where it's political correctness versus... Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In those countries, it's like a legitimate... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If you get locked <laughs> up or whatever... Yeah. That's what freedom of speech should be about. It should mm. be, are you at risk of getting locked up or, mm. or like financially penalised? Mm. It shouldn't be like, do I have the right to call someone at N-word? Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, there yeah. is an element of, no, nah, they're not being politically correct, just times have changed. Mm. We've progressed. Mm. So I, I think it's too bl- it's too grey. Mm. It's not black and white. Mm. Sorry. To, mm. Yeah, pardon the pun. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Tariq Ali, do you know who Tariq Ali is? No, I don't. Uh, he's like a, like a pretty left-wing Pakistani-English um, academic. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, oh, I do. I do know him. Yeah, 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 yeah moustache. Yeah, yeah. He wrote... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the... The um, book which has George Bush on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and he kind of... Um, he always said that, you know, in the... You know, people talk a great deal about how, like, there are no voices of dissent in the Arab world, etc. Like, but, like, the Arab world has a really strong history of dissent coming from... Uh, and a lot Pakistan of Pakistan has a real big... Com- uh, comedy community from what I hear a real what? like it has a strong political, political comedy, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 definitely um, but he was talking about basically how it basically like during the Ottomans and stuff like that there was um, the poets the poets were really the guys yeah, that right. were sticking it to the government yeah and really kind of like the voice of the people and like they were in many ways distributors of information and also like instigators of critical thought yeah um and like, and I, and I always thought about like, what, what, where, where does that stand in in today's world? Yeah. And I, I was having this conversation with like a, a philosophy PhD in in Brooklyn, funnily enough. And I was like, don't you think comedians kind of fall under that bracket in the West to yeah. some degree? Like they're almost like the poets of yore. And he was like, dude, I, I'm like writing a paper on that shit. And like, and we like totally bonded over it. And I think that's one of the reasons why. I adore comedians and uh, so much, and that's why I do think I have they should this. be uncensored and unfiltered and be allowed to say whatever the hell they want. Y- yeah, because yeah. they are one of the few untainted voices that. Because, like, media, I, I do think the media is kind of like just so opinionated and, like, yeah, so aren't, think, they aren't objective, whilst I, comedians can be. I think, firstly, on that, uh, if you're at a comedy club and you see someone say something offensive, mm. like, freedom of speech means that you they've got the. F- freedom to say the offensive thing mm. and then you've got the freedom to be offended and to mm. like voice that but i mm. i think what happens is people take it onto like mm. social media and mm. then and then attack that like then it becomes not mm. about what they said it's just a personal attack which mm. is which is wrong but yeah so i do i agree comedians should have a freer space within reason i think context is key it should mm. be judged case by case yeah but to your other point, I don't know, I think about this a lot, whether comedians are the new philosophers kind mm. of thing. I feel like, yes, in a way, but I also feel like it's just because comedians have a lot of time. <laughs> so they're, they're like, they have time to read the philosophy yeah. and then to distill it yeah. in a medium that can go to the accessible, masses. Yeah. yeah, that is accessible. Yeah. But I, I think it's then a bit dangerous because a lot of like, people, they're not really fully understanding it maybe uh, okay like they sometimes there are great comedians who have really funny jokes but i'll i'll look at it the philosophy of what they're saying and i'm like i i don't know if i agree with that and i don't Can you know give me an example that, i'm really, really interested in that there's a fantastic comedian from he lives in brisbane yeah uh and he was in melbourne he killed it in melbourne he's like one of the best emerging comedians 
uh, and he has a bit which is so funny about uh, like how basically how he thinks that violence is it's like it's stupid people mm. that are violent mm. and like so part of the thing we should just weed out the stupid people mm. is what he's saying mm. uh, and he's like you never see a Nobel Prize like winner start a fight in a pub it's like a good bit I, I'm not mm. doing it justice mm. but I actually don't agree with that message mm. like I think the worst violence is carried out by uh, by elites and, and like institutions yeah. yeah yeah. and yeah. so it's it's such a funny joke but I feel like the philo- I don't I wouldn't trust an audience to collect their philosophy from uh, comedians. Okay, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. Well, obviously, because you've got to. If you're a comedian, a, yeah. you've got to go with the joke first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I, so I think it's dangerous or it's risky to say that comedians are the new philosophers. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Because yeah. they'll always go for the funny before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. the message. Yeah. And it is a lot of responsibility. But I mean, I guess that's that's. But it's it's the fact that they're comedians and that the joke comes first that even that message can be distributed because if they weren't comedians and if yeah, the joke that, yeah. didn't come first they would just be a newsreader like you know what yeah. I mean or like, that's giving a TED talk yeah or, or, yeah which yeah. is when my when my jokes about race don't hit I do sometimes feel like I'm lecturing mm-hmm. the audience and then it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. but. that's something that actually amazes me about Armour a bit because like I know he just like goes on his rants and then somehow he'll just bring it back with a punchline, and it'll just, yeah. like, just be like, "Damn, you are a comedian!" Yeah, <laughs> like you're, you oh, are so, so woke. You are so like, oh, he's great. He's so good. He's great. Like everybody, when I was in Brooklyn, like going to all these comedy places, everybody was like, "Do you know Armor? Do you know?" Yeah, Armour? yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually messaging him, going, "Hey, dude, all these people are asking about you, and they think you have really good cheekbones." <laughs> and he'd be like, and he'd be like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> <laughs> That is true. He's, he's like, he has a cult following there, man. That's sick. He's very popular. Well, that, that reverse racism bit was like... It's it's blowing up again now, this week. Oh, really? Like, it's being reposted again. Oh, in I saw in Go- light of what? Oh. In light of, I don't know. Was Maybe there... Brexit? Brexit? Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In yeah, light yeah. of Brexit. We didn't talk about Brexit today. Mm. But we've covered some heavy shit, yeah. regardless. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks for... Is yeah. this, are you uh, wrapping I'm, up? Are we <laughs> wrapping up? I think we sort of are. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, yeah, we should be. But, like... Sorry for the abruptish ending. <laughs> I can keep going. Like I, I think we could talk about this all day, and I think we yeah. do. We do. But um, I'll come back to the studio. You will come back to. Yeah. You've got to come back to the studio, yeah. man. Yeah. Look, yo, Suren, thank you so much for coming in. You are like the first comedian we've had on, and like we're thank we're you. hoping to kind of like do a series where we just bring in all the comedians we know because right now we know about four to five which is like four to five podcasts worth already. yeah that's pretty good and, and hopefully we can expand on that network. and it's going you guys uh like are always at comedy yeah we are we are we are very identifiable yes we, <laughs> yes we definitely are Can't be missed. i believe i believe aaron knew who we were when you were telling him about us. yeah yeah <laughs> I was like, these oh, guys. these guys told me they came to Zanzoop and uh, and they were like, oh, I wonder if Aaron... And then <laughs> he's like... <laughs> when they, they were going through, talking to all the crowd and then they walk past you and they're like, hey, guys. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah. yeah, we go to a lot of stuff, man. But yo, yo, any listeners out there, mm. support the Sydney comedy community. Yeah. Like, guys like Surin, guys like Aaron Chen, all these guys, they're so damn funny. And honestly, man, bang for your buck. Like, yeah. you are going to have a good time. Friday night's Oxford Circus, go check it out. It's yeah, a good yeah. night out. But, yeah, like, yo, it's, it's worth it. Support support local comedy. Yeah. Support local comedy. Um, hey, Surin, plug yourself, dog. Uh, all right. Well, I uh, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, uh, Surin Comedy. I'm on Twitter at J-E-Man. And also, I, I send out, like, a semi-regular newsletter, which is just random thoughts from... I haven't me. gotten one in a while. Yeah, I, I just sent one out today. Oh, okay, it, cool. it was all right. It was, <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just doing gigs around. And, um, yeah, find me on Facebook, and then you'll know when I'm doing a show. And you He's very funny, guys. Like, he out. wouldn't be on the show if he wasn't super funny. Thank you. Even though he was very serious today. As we, <laughs> <laughs> we had some laughs, right? It's so funny. I, 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 like, changed the direction. I was like, did you get me on here to talk about comedy? And then you're like, yeah, I'll ask you a comedy question. <laughs> Rape jokes. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ask questions about things I'm interested in. Do you in. believe in freedom of speech? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, um, you can find me, Nils, on the opening salvo at Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Kind of active. Posted a picture of trees the other day. <laughs> T-Bone, you? Uh, so you can get me at uh, DJ underscore cashless on Instagram and Twitter. And um, The Mints, you can find us um, on SoundCloud, where The Mints podcast. You can find us on your podcast app, where The Mints podcast there too. We're on, we're on Facebook, Facebook, The Mints podcast. Please like us. I think we're like yeah. 44, 45 likes. Yeah. Yeah, and there are 70 of you that listen, so yes. clearly there are 30 of you who don't want to bloody like the page for some reason. <laughs> Do Maybe some you're liking. Ba- yeah, yeah, I know Surian likes a page. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, get on to it. Also, like, email us. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Yeah. Like, um, do you like us bringing comedians on and talking to them about, you know, stuff? I think the next comedian we might have on is Muggleton. Oh, yeah. Um, and maybe that won't be as serious a podcast. I don't know. No, I don't no, know. We'll just talk to him about his white privilege. Which he addresses very well. Like, I actually mentioned it to him, and he was kind of like, dude, I didn't even know I did that. And I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> and then I, they got me thinking, like, do I skewer everything with race? God, can I think about anything? No, I, no, Muggleton definitely talks Muggleton about does, it. doesn't yeah, he? It no, wasn't no. wrong, yeah. Because yeah. then it, I, I hold it back to, like, an ex-girlfriend of mine who's like, I think you're a bit sensitive about race. And I was like, fuck, maybe I am. And like, yeah, anyway, I was caught in like... I, that's, that's pretty condescending. I it feel, is, I, right? I feel like it's good because I, my girlfriend is white. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like... This was a white girl too. Yeah. We've, we've, I've learned so much about like, uh, gender equality. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah. And she's yeah. learned about like, race equality. And yeah. I think that's a good way to like, yeah. to, to partner up with someone else who's a Yeah, that's then, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm so, in a, yeah. What, what don't you know? Oh, I don't know this other There's thing. so many similarities in the... That's whole, true. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Don't, don't you like deep down believe all girls should date a brown guy? Yeah, at least once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just jury duty. You get a letter. <laughs> I'm sorry if we just ruined a bit of yours, <laughs> like a future bit of yours. Uh, anyway, that's that's it from us today. Thanks for coming on, Siren, again. Thank you for having me. I think we're going to have you on again, like in the, in the near future, yeah, hopefully. Cool. Yeah, cool. And thanks for like, you know, you know. Kick, kicking it back in the love salon over there. It's very comfortable. <laughs> Listen very to comfortable. T-Bone laugh going, yes, it is the love salon. <laughs> it's been scotch guarded. <laughs> to the next lady that graces the love salon, <laughs> you're in for a treat. <laughs> anyway, that's it from us today. Tell them what's up, T-Bone. Please invite us to your parties. Please invite us to your parties. All right, later. See ya. Small. Say bye, sir. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>